welcome to On the Preds with me, your host, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports and my co-host, Sean Smith, also of A to Z Sports. We are here ready to talk Preds and Preds hockey. Um, we have one quick thing to note. I know we promised we would have video this week, but we are once again audio only this week. That is because of extenuating circumstances. We were not able to get video working this week, but we are hoping to have it next week. So stay tuned for that. But audio only this week, which means you don't have to look at either of us for now. Um, but Sean, we have actual Preds hockey games to talk about, don't we? We do. Actual Preds hockey games. Not preseason hockey games, but regular season hockey games. Pretty exciting. Um, the Predators already have two games under the un, under their belt for this season, and they have two wins. Um, we are going to talk about both of those today. Um, but actually... We should probably start with a little bit of, of news that came out just a second ago because we we're recording yep. this on Monday afternoon. Um, <clears throat> the on, on Sunday, there were a, a lot of uh, w- uh, waiver cuts for across the NHL um, in, prepar- in preparation for rosters being finalized, and the Predators made several of them. Not unexpectedly, Connor Ingram was one among their waiver cuts, and somewhat expectedly, I guess, Connor Ingram was claimed by Arizona. So Connor Ingram, the goalie, the backup goalie of last year, and the, I guess, starting goalie by the end of the uh, Predators playoff series against Colorado, um, is now an Arizona Coyote. What are your thoughts on wow. that? Yeah, here's the thing. Like, uh, I'll go ahead and say I like Connor Ingram. Um, I like him as a person. I like his story. I think he's a solid goaltender. I think that you just have a set of circumstances that, that didn't allow him to stick in Nashville, I guess you'd say. You know, if, if he'd come in in relief of Riddick in that first game of the playoffs and then had some kind of outstanding, you know. And, and again, let's remember that the Predators were playing against the eventual Stanley, the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. But – they still got their, their butts whipped in those games. And that's kind of what it comes down to. Is I think that if he had been able to put on some kind of show and maybe make it, make and, it close. And his, game, his performance in game two is what I remember about the goal. T- the, good, the only good thing that happened with goaltending in that series for the Predators was his performance in game two, which was still a loss yeah. for the Predators, of course. They were, they were yeah. close. I mean, there was a chance. But it, you know, didn't happen. And uh, no. so I, I think that's to say he's got some talent, and I think he will definitely have a good chance to play plenty of games for Arizona because they've got uh, um, Vemelska, whatever his name is, Vejmelka, yeah. also former Predators goaltender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and now they have Ingram. So he, I could see him taking that spot. I mean, like, he's that good. He, sure. he could definitely – I mean, I, I don't think it means anything great for his development because it's not like – Arizona is going to win a lot of games or anything, but, but there's that. So, so that bit of news broke. And then the other thing that we are kind of anticipating is the kind of really unexpected, at least as of, you know, over the last few weeks, Yeah, would, would never have seen this coming that it seems like Philip Tomasino is going to start the year in Milwaukee because the Predators did not make any more waiver, uh, sorry, they didn't make any more cuts today. 
they have one more cut to make. They didn't make any cuts today, which means the only thing they can really do to get down to 23 would be to send Tomasino down. Yeah. He's, his waiver is exempt. They don't, don't have to waive him. He can just be sent right. straight down to the just goes, NHL goes, level. Right. He just goes straight there. Unless there's some other crazy out of out of the left field trade that's going to happen that would send, uh, you know, Michael McCarron somewhere. I don't know. Like there's, it doesn't, it's not final, but it does seem like Tomasino is going to start the year in Milwaukee, which to me is a, is a poor decision by the Predators. I think it's, I think it's the wrong move. I think it doesn't make, it, it doesn't to me make a lot of sense at all because Tomasino should play over Cole Smith. I, I, I think right now, I, I'm, I'm okay with the Sherwood thing. I think Sherwood is a fine in that role. I mean, they signed him to, to be a player. But Tomasino is a, is a is a prospect that needs playing time. Cole Smith is not a prospect that needs playing time. Cole Smith is a is a body. That's all he is. So, yeah, I, I'm you know I I try to in situations like this. Uh, it's like we're sitting here. I want to make sure everyone listening knows we're sitting here in anticipation of this. This is not set in stone, but it seems what the most likely outcome is going to be. I, I don't. I'm not sitting here, you know, like, like panicking. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. And in these situations, I anticipate people are going to be upset. Alex, you've already said that you don't think it's a good call. I've tried to sit here for the past 30 minutes or so and, and come up with a silver lining in this situation. And I can't, um, it doesn't seem like a good plan. If you want the guy, yeah. you have problems with something he's doing in the game at the NHL level, he needs to have more time NHL level. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, I, I, he's 21 years old. He has played 29 yeah. games in the AHL level. He's played a ton in the OHL. He, he's obviously like far surpassed his talent there. In the AHL, yeah. he had 32 points in 29 games playing for Chicago. Now that was the weird split year where it was Chicago and Milwaukee together. And that roster was really loaded. I mean, that was the Carolina prospects with the, with the Milwaukee prospects. It was a crazy roster, but I mean, you know, he had 20, 32 points in 29 games, not like crazy or anything, but, but far plenty for a scoring forward to, to to feel good about it. What's he going to do now? He's going to go back and, and play, and on a top line there and, and start scoring points again against AHL talent. I, I don't get it. I, I, what does he have to prove there? Do you think the only thing I can think, and this is, this is where my kind of sticking point is here. Is it possible that John Hines wants to see a different style of defensive play out of the forward? And therefore he feels it, like the best play that is in Milwaukee. It has to, it has to be the defensive side of the game. There's John Hines only takes people out of the lineup if their defense is not strong or they're not playing physically, like physically, you know, intimidating the other players. He, right. I mean, I, and I don't think he's alone in that. I mean, I think most NHL coaches, like if you become a problem defensively, you're not going to stick in the lineup. If you're not scoring offensively, that's different. Like they usually give you a little bit more leeway there. Um, yeah. But he was doing that. I mean, he, he did that with some pretty, subpar line mates last year and he still um managed 30 something points whatever it was i don't know it it doesn't make any sense to me i i think 
the the only thing I'm thinking is it's just a you know it's a it's a happenstance of the beginning of the season within a week he'll be back right I mean it's yeah. like they I don't know they they want to they want to for whatever reason these first few games they want to have someone like a Cole Smith in the in the lineup but then then they're going to get back to developing a forward I that's a really big stretch I don't think it makes any sense yeah I, I'm with you I again I've sat here and I've tried to come up with some kind of silver lining or something that makes sense and yeah. it's I'm having a really hard time just any argument I could make. So there you go. There's the latest news. Uh, but let's let's go to the game. So let's talk about first. Um, the Predators are in Prague, and they go to Prague and have to play two games against the San Jose Sharks. They play game one Friday, one p.m. local time. I think eight p.m. Uh, their you know their time in Prague time, and um, the Predators get. A, a nice four one win in the first win. UC Soros first game for him back since April 24th, something like that. And yeah. since the ankle injury against Calgary and he has 30 saves. I think he looks excellent. I think UC Soros looks just 100% ready to go. Um, yeah. Would you agree? Oh, hundred percent. That's really good to see because that, yeah. If if that was a question, if that was at all a question, you know, maybe there's some doubts about going the season. There are no doubts. Dude is ready to go. He's healthy. He's he's already putting up excellent performances. And then um, the aforementioned Kiefer Sherwood uh, gets the Preds on the board first. He gets the first goal of the NHL season on a nice like little deflection play from uh, or rebound yeah. play after a shot from the point. Um, by Ryan McDonough, newcomer as well. Uh, Ellie Tolvanen has a really nice shot from the left side. Really good to see Ellie Tolvanen going. And then we see Nino Niederreiter for the first time, but not the last time, uh, score his first as a Predator. 4-1 win. Matt Duchesne gets the empty netter. Uh, this game was, I think, start to finish really good for the Preds. There were some, yeah. maybe a few points where they didn't have it all together, but for a team that was plugging in a bunch of new players and sort of figuring out some new things, Ekholm was switching to the right side. You've got, they, they, they stuck Mark Borietsky out there in place of Lozon. Kiefer Sherwood's in the top six, as opposed to Tomasino. Tolvanen is out there with some new guys like Cody Glass and Cole Smith. Uh, I thought a really great performance. I, I was impressed with it. Uh, you know, like you said, it was a very complete game, especially considering the, the different situations, the new players. And I mean, more than anything, um, just I, I'm not going to say randomly, but you've got Kiefer Sherwood, who probably wasn't on anyone's radar last season um, as someone who would end up on the starting roster <laughs> of the opening game uh, for the Predators. But here he is. I, I thought he looked good in camp, um, in scrimmages preseason scrimmages I didn't see it as much as I did in camp but he looked hungry six I, I didn't necessarily well, it was anything odd so I was really happy to see him perform well um, but you know they, they, had, they did a good job they had a great game Soros like you said crisp clean ready to go you know we saw in uh, I think maybe the second episode of on the glass that he stuck around and Stayed and did all of his rehab stuff here to make sure he was doing it right and not slacking off before he went mm -hmm. back home. So 
really kind of an impressive uh, off-season performance from Soros to be as ready yeah. as he is for this season and look as good as he does. So I'm I I couldn't I couldn't complain if I if Sherwood. I had Sherwood. I, I want, here's what I say about Sherwood. He's a guy that would be really he he was really easy to overlook when we uh, when we saw all those you know sub million dollar signings from the Predators. Sherwood, Sanford, Jankowski, mm-hmm. Cole Smith was one of those. Um, even though he was kind of a re-signing, that he's a guy that's easy to overlook. But he actually he, he had he had more experience, more NHL experience than all of them, and he had a really good year in the AHL last year. Yeah, I, I think I think Sherwood. I think they're really hoping that they've just like found kind of a diamond in the rough kind of situation. Um, maybe they have. I don't know. May, 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 that that's possible. But I I certainly do not think Sherwood's going to be a top six player all year. That's. I don't either. I, I mean, I think I think we can kind of get to that when we talk about the second game. But I, I do want to say, um, you know, I mentioned that I couldn't really find anything to complain about about the first game. And you might say, well, but didn't the Sharks score one goal, Sean? I mean, shouldn't you be upset that they scored one goal? You know, honestly, if you look at who scored it, no, I'm not upset at all. How awesome is it to score in front of your hometown crowd, right? That's that's a big deal for Hurdle. So. I uh, I can complain about that. Let them have one, right? Tomas Hurdle, yeah, really, really good, good player for them, and uh, scoring in, scoring in front of his home crowd of Prague. Um, the other thing I was gonna say is the penalties are back, right? The 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 Predators spent a lot of time in the penalty box. There was a fighting major in there, I think. Uh, I think Borbietsky fought someone. Um, yeah. There was a delay of game. There was a slashing, high sticking, more of these stick fouls they saw last year. So um, the the penalty kill does does its job, but you know the the, the penalties was the, was the constant problem last year, leading the league in penalties, leading the league in major penalties as well. So I think that's uh, going to be an issue. But um, the other thing about that game, I think we have to consider that the Sharks how. How do we think the Sharks are going to finish this year? I think the Sharks are going to finish at the bottom of the Pacific D- Division. I don't know about yeah. deadlines. I, um, I think Vancouver's not going to be very good. Uh, Anaheim, actually, Anaheim might be okay. Uh, yeah, I guess Sharks are probably at the bottom of that bottom of that division. They're pretty LA close down there. I bet LA is a playoff team. What's that? Yeah, they'll be pretty close to the bottom. I don't know if they're going to be dead last either, but not going to be a great year for them yeah so um we have to talk about the second game but before we do that we have to talk about relax the back Ooh. <laughs> if you want to live better feel better and sleep better every day you need to check out relax the back me and my wife are still planning on going down there to talk about our bed options because we need a better back option for uh or we need a better a better sleeping option for our backs because we are really struggling with the the current bed we have. And we know that when we go down there to talk to Glenn and the rest of the folks at the relax, the back store in green Hills, they will have every answer for every question we have. They've got so many options. They know exactly what they're talking about and getting your spine in the correct position. Uh, there's, they've got plenty of options for, purchasing there in the store but they also are going to talk to you about what you need what are your what are the needs for for your particular situation in the office or at home or in at for for at nighttime uh wedge systems posture pillows all that stuff getting you in the correct natural position for sleeping uh of course uh 
high quality office chairs to to get your spine in the right position and recliners, foot massagers, back massagers, all of it right there in the store. You just got to check it out. The Relax the Back store in Green Hills, 2020 Glen Echo Road, right there in the heart of Green Hills. A sleep agent is on hand every day. You got to talk to Glenn. He owns the store and he'll tell you all about the four pillars of wellness, healthy sleep, healthy body, healthy work, and healthy mind. Okay, let's talk about the second game real quick. This was a different different scene. Not as clean of a game for the Predators. It starts off, they they start off in the hole. Uh, Sharks score first. I think it was um, uh, Timo Meyer. No, oh no, Cunning. Yeah, it was Luke Cunning. Luke Cunning scores. Luke mm. Cunning scores a power play goal. And uh, as I pointed out on Twitter, he now has more power play goals for the Sharks than he ever did for the Predators. Of course, he didn't play much on the power play for the Predators, but it still rings true. He has one power play goal for the Predators and zero in his uh, entire career in Nashville. So he gets the, the Sharks started off, and uh, and the Predators are, I mean, honestly, for about 20 minutes there after the Cunning goal, until about the five-minute mark of the, of the second period, the Sharks' defense was just like slamming down the, the center of the ice. They, I mean, Predators could not yep. penetrate anything until yeah, – uh, go ahead. It was rough. Um, I was a little bit concerned. Like, this game may not be going so well. Yeah, it kind of felt that feeling of like this is going to end like one nothing or 2-1 or something. But then a really key moment in the play or in the game – uh, Ryan Johansson skating with Nino Niederreiter. Ryan Johansson gets the puck and makes a really nice move uh, to the middle of the ice to to gain that sort of center ice kind of advantage that centers need to be able to do. Johansson's pretty good at that, I think. He gets there. He gets a shot. Nino Niederreiter crashes the net and scores his second goal as a Predator to tie the game one-to-one. Now, even though right after that, Logan Couture scores six seconds later, which was a, a bad play by, uh, by the defense and then just sort of unaware goaltending by Kevin Lankinen. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, at pretty much right after that, the Predators were still, were still uh, bearing down on them, and Philip Forsberg gets a little wraparound goal to go up 2-1. And then later that period, Nino Niederreiter gets his second goal of the day, third goal as a Predator, off a really nice pass from Ellie Tolvanen. And so this might be a good time to talk about how Sherwood and Tolvanen switched spots. All of a sudden, Ellie Tolvanen is looking at a second-line winger spot, right? Yep. Well, what Basically what happened, it seemed like that whole goal cycle kind of came at the end of a, of a penalty, um, I believe, and yeah. Tolvanen, it was kind of, I don't want to say like it was, it was just an odd group that was out. Tolvanen was out there. Um, was he the penalty that was being killed off? Was it Tolvanen's penalty or was it Niederreiter's penalty? Uh, let me look. Uh, it remember. was Niederreiter's penalty. So Niederreiter came Niederreiter, out of the box. Niederreiter was fresh out of the box on that play. Yeah, Tolvanen um, was out there on the PK, got down the ice, made a great yeah. pass. Um, and I'm going to tell you what, that, wow, that the hesitation on that shot to really just open the goal up like that was incredible. Um, but, but that was really smart passing too. And, and I think, I don't know, didn't, 
didn't look at the logs or anything to see, but I feel like from that point on, they switched Tolvanen up to play with that line and moved Sherwood yes. down into Tolvanen's spot. Um, it, it, was, it, was soon, rem- it was soon after that. It was like later that period, and then by yeah. the third period, they'd switched. And I'm going to tell you, you know, the thing that we remember, you know, talking to John Hines saying when Tolvanen came up from Milwaukee, he was kept around because of his defensive abilities. The fact that he had become a very complete defensive player. He liked the way Tolvanen played when he was away from the puck. That's what got him his roster spot, essentially. Um, and, of course, he hadn't been used as much in a offensive fashion. If, if you kind of look at that, um, where they're expecting him to put up huge numbers because they know he's defensively strong. But we've got to remember that Tolvanen has a very good shot. Tolvanen has very good playmaking skills. That just hasn't been the role that they've had him playing um, over the past season or so. So I think, you know, maybe this is his opportunity to get a second look as they're up on the second line. It'll be really interesting to see what happens against Dallas on Thursday. Um, I think there's a good chance that he starts there. I think there's a good chance that he starts on that second line and at practice this week. I mean, you know, will, will he, will he see a lot of practice time with Johansson and Niederreiter uh, to, to finish out the game? Uh, the Predators hold that lead three to two through the third period, a little bit dicey in the third. Obviously the sharks are crashing hard, really trying to push and try to get the split or at least try to get to an overtime. Uh, but they can't do it. And one of the reasons is because uh, Kevin Lankinen, the new goaltender, the new backup goaltender for the Predators, he makes he made 15 saves in the third period alone, 31 on the night to get his first win in Nashville. So he wins the, the backup job over Connor Ingram, who was waived and claimed by Arizona. Um, he's now the backup. I thought he looked fine. I, I don't see any reason to worry. I mean, he seems like a pretty competent backup. I think we thought the same thing about Riddick, although I do remember having hesitations about Riddick's like sort of physical skills. I, I'm not, I don't feel the same way about Lankinen. Um, I think Riddick is, was more of a kind of a, <laughs> a reactionary guy, whereas Lankinen is a little bit more like structured and traditional. So um, anyway, so I, I, I think Lankinen will, will work out. We'll, we'll see. Uh, obviously they probably don't need him to do a whole lot, but. So three to two, the Predators win. They sweep the Sharks in Prague. And now the Predators are at the top of the NHL world. Before anyone else has played a game, they have four points and everyone else has zero, except including the Sharks. So, But that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks again for listening. Uh, if you can check me out at on Twitter, at AlexRD1. You can check Sean out on Twitter, at SCSNSH. And uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with video. We are really pushing and hoping to get video up again next week. Um, so just stay tuned for that. It'll be on, if so, it'll be on YouTube, on the A to Z Sports YouTube. So check it out there. Thanks again. We'll see everybody next week.